Hey guys, this is I Burn Everything, a food and relationship podcast. I'm Stevie Nelson. I'm Dave Horwitz. And we have an episode with some very special guests for you. Yeah, you're going to really love them, hopefully. And if you don't, well, I don't know why you listen to this show because the guests are us. Uh, this this is our last episode of the season. Yeah. It's a 2019 year in review episode. Yes. And uh, we've we've had quite the year, both of us. What a year. We can't wait to share with you. This will be like kind of our first um, episode of the year where we share with you a lot of personal details. Yes, we've we've been holding them back for this end of the year <laughs> review. We had a feeling we'd have some stuff <laughs> for you, which is why we kept our our most of our episodes uh, guest focused yeah. and um i think you're about to find out why <laughs> let's um, do it enjoy Christmas. Merry Christmas, Stevie. From one Jew to another. A true. <laughs> There's something really fun about being Jews during Christmas because I feel like I have more holiday spirit than most other people. Like I'm like mm-hmm. people are like, how do you feel about Christmas music? And I'm like all in. Love count, it. Count me in. How do you feel about the Grove on Christmas? Love, Love it. it. Love the fountains. Traffic Love the on trees. Christmas into it. Perfect. No traffic in L.A. Um. Will you be here in town today? I, we were just, guys, let's pull back the veil a little. We're recording a little bit before Christmas. Yeah, but, we're not but, so sad that we are recording <laughs> on Christmas. We woke up in our in our Christmas in our PJs jam at jams. 7 a.m. in our shared uh, treehouse. <laughs> yeah, no, we, this is recorded a bit before Christmas so that you guys can have a Christmas episode. And if you're Jewish or you don't celebrate any holidays, uh, delete the word Christmas <laughs> And just enter winter. Non-denominational winter uh, holiday episode. Yes. Thank you so much, Dave, for that. Thank you. Yes. Uh, <laughs> wordier is always better. Um, I don't usually celebrate Christmas. I've had a few because I've dated a few people who are not Jewish. Ew, um, gross. And I currently am <laughs> dating someone who's not Jewish. And uh, we will be, if all goes well, in, uh, in Orange County, with, okay. uh, with a having a Christmas having a Christmas with a friend's family <gasps> how exciting yes you truly and a your white girl. Christmas <laughs> <laughs> you and your girl having a very white Christmas a white people Christmas <laughs> she's uh, not white I am that is so um that's so cool yeah I um I'd mentioned on a previous episode that I'd also be celebrating um Christmas <laughs> With my then boyfriend. Yes, we announced a few episodes ago, and it did feel like an announcement. We we kind of loudly said, and uh, we both are in boldly, relationships. Boldly claim these relationships. Yeah. And here's some good news, and here's some bad news. Dave is still in his relationship. Yes. I, on the other hand, have exited. You have exited? <laughs> you, okay, that's... um. A very diplomatic and special way thank to you. say. I like it way better than uncoupled because yeah. no thank you. No, um, I'm always exiting. You're always exiting. Yeah, uh, I'm not breaking up with people. I am actually leaving the relationship. And t- I leave the relationship. Exit stage right. I exit stage right. And now I am will be with my family for Christmas, um, which will be nice. Um, would you like to speak on anything about this uh, relationship? Oh, yeah. You guys want to hear about what happened? Okay, here we go. They're all 
itching to hear. You guys all ears? Okay. Um, here's <laughs> what happened. I had a great like two month run with this guy. Great. Um, things, uh, most things were in place. Some things that I had like written down that were important to me. On your I, list? I wrote a list. I have a, le- a list of like all these qualities in a human that are important to me. And I think what happened for me was about a month in, it started becoming clear that this person wasn't quite the things on my list, mm-hmm. which is fine because the list is flexible and a human is dynamic and I accept that. And we contain multitudes. We are so, infinite. so <laughs> infinite and complicated. <laughs> um, that being said, it it really stopped. I mean, the best I can put it is it stopped feeling good for me. And I know that sounds really um, vague, but like... It, I stopped feeling good and um, we had some arguments that really did not go well. And, uh, you know, I've been lucky enough to learn through going to couples counseling with an ex and through reading books on communicating during conflict and things like that. I've learned how to have pretty healthy conflict, but um, something I have noticed in the people I've dated. (laughs) (laughs) Wait, I just... So you just said something I've noticed in the people I've dated, but as you were saying that, mm-hmm. you were pushing I yourself raised. back on the back of your chair, and you have one foot up, almost <laughs> like you were preparing to leave this table. I am going to exit this podcast. You're exit also, this podcast relationship. Um, okay, so you have noticed that uh, it's not really in place. Like the conflict, the ability to have healthy conflict is not in place, and therefore it exacerbates any issue. Because the damage then gets done in the conflict and then it doesn't get resolved in a way that feels okay. Yeah. And so then it just perpetuates. So I exited the relationship and um, it wasn't what he wanted. The exit? Uh, yeah. No, <laughs> nobody wants me to exit. <laughs> no, nobody wants you to leave. Don't leave. I shouldn't. Yeah. Uh, but then, um, yeah. And then had to re- re-exit uh, a week later in oh. a phone call. Re-exit meaning you got back in and after he didn't want you to exit or he no. made you oh he made you break up with him again. Yeah. Oh, I don't like that. Although I have been guilty of it. Yeah. It's yeah. it's a painful thing to have to yeah. uh break something off twice. It's almost worse the second time. Yeah. Cause the first time there's like a little bit of hope after, you know, there's a little bit of like, well, quite possibly if someone does the work, like, you know, whatever. Uh-huh. And then it's like uh, after that, after like a week and then you got to do it again, it sort of like takes the air out of all the hope and you're just like, no, this is dead. Yeah, of course. I yeah. mean, I, I think that there's, uh, I think people can be very merciful in their breakup conversations, which is nice because yeah. if something's over, it's over. And there's, to to me, there's not a huge point to, um, to listing all the reasons i mean unless it's also not our job at the end of the day right no like no you're not giving someone a, an exit interview for a job you're not firing no. someone from a job you're 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 exiting a relationship so yeah you don't owe the person you're unless you plan on getting back with them if they do work which well you can have full uh intention of that yeah but i think it's really tough to sit someone down and go these are the very specific reasons why i don't want to be with you anymore because uh-huh. Yeah. I mean, and, maybe and if it's a years long thing, I don't know. It, it's hard yeah, to think it depends. about. It I depends. I haven't had that conversation very much. The I, really, the really I don't like believe brutal in it. one. I don't think you need to ever. Like I, I spared the details. Do you know what I mean? Like it, to him, because I was like, 
ultimately the things that don't work for me is who this person is, right? Yeah. And I am not here to like knock that human and be like, I don't like who you are because that's not what it is. It's, I don't like how I feel when we are together in terms of like the dynamic. It's almost like, because you know what I mean? Because it's like those, I've had partners with similar qualities that I stayed in the relationship with. So it's it's just sort of like uh, the dynamic didn't work for me. Yeah, well, you said at the beginning of of, of sort of getting into <clears throat> this topic that it's going to sound vague. And I almost don't think it sounds vague to say you didn't like how it felt to be with someone. or You didn't like how yeah. you felt when you were with someone. I think maybe previous versions of myself would think that it was vague because you want. Uh, you want like, what did he do wrong? Yeah. Or like, did he say something mean to you or whatever? Yeah. But the truth is, is I was just checking in with myself and I started feeling less and less good. And, mm -hmm. and I think there were things missing for me, like for sure. Yeah. And that, that's all like, it's just like, it just sort of makes you feel bad. And then you're like, I think I'd like to explore um, being single again. I'd like to, I'd like to launch into 2020 being single as fuck. Yeah. And, and, and you know what, even if, you could decide next week. Maybe you want to go into 2020 being casually dating people. Who knows? Yeah. Whatever. Either way, it's really. It, I say this uh, entering into a uh, serious relationship for the first time in a long time. Yeah. It's a lot of uh, togetherness. And I don't know if enmeshment is a word, but, you know. It's a word. You <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's a word. But you. I'm not sure it's what you mean, though. I mean, like, well, Kinda. I don't know if it's the, 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 I don't know. It doesn't have to have a negative context. But what I'm saying is a serious relationship is a lot of uh, entwining your lives together. Yes, it is. And I don't think that that is necessarily a bad thing at all. If you like that person's life and you could see yourself being a part of it. And I think yeah, I've stayed in things longer because I hoped that they would work out and I've yeah. people have stayed with me longer, I think, because it was like, well, this guy's not so bad. But yeah, but at the end of the day, the cliche thing that people say, yep. it's it's really a matter of, you know, you know, marriage, you get joint bank accounts and you probably live together and there's yeah, insurance, there's a lot of stuff combined. But just straight up seriously dating someone is like. Can you see yourself eating dinner with this person more than once a week? Yeah. More than twice a week. Uh, can you do you like the way they smell? So you are happy to like fall asleep yeah. next to them. Are you willing to work through conflict with this person? Mm -hmm. Are you willing to like there's so many things that come into play with it? And it's it's so interesting because I had like I was kind of like thinking about this year and I had two um like semi relationships essentially, right? Like I had one in the beginning of the year for three months mm. and then one towards the end of the year for two months. And I, I, you know, in the past two years, as you know, I've just had like a three month thing, a four month thing, yeah. a three month thing. And I had a lot of shame around it. Like being like, oh. being like, Oh dang. Like I, I keep exiting these. <laughs> also, <laughs> I hope we bring this and I hope we make this like a saying, like I've exited my relationship. Um, it feels very legal. It clinical. is legal. It's clinical. It's sterile. It has no emotion behind it. Yeah. Um, Cause like, I left his ass implies that mean. something awful happened. Yeah, and I br I went through a breakup implies like really deep dark feelings more, and maybe and more there serious. was definitely some sadness, yeah. you know, for ending both these things, but I I had some shame around being like I can't make something last, but I actually think it's a uh, progress because in terms of 
dating, it's like now about two months, I start seeing the things that wouldn't work for me. Yeah. And that actually seems like my eyes are a little bit more open and I'm less willing to make something work versus um, just dating someone I'm very, I'm very compatible with. Yeah. Um, as our friend Brendan Smith says, it's just about compatibility. Yeah. And at the end of the day, like I'm just not compatible with these dudes. Um, <laughs> <laughs> these these two dudes from this year is that what you're saying or these, these two these... dudes from 2019 yes not compatible in the ways that i would like to be compatible sure and i i would not argue but i would suggest that compatibility what that means to you can change the older you get because i yeah. think that i've had i've been very compatible with a lot of the people i've dated and i think that priority wise the ways in which you're compatible with someone can change oh my gosh massively yeah because it shifts with every person for me it's like the first guy wasn't compatible in terms of like the attraction wasn't there for Mm -hmm. me and then the second guy it's like the emotional maturity wasn't there for me Mm -hmm. and that's very interesting to be compatible in some ways but not in others you know absolutely i mean you know i'm i am this is this year i turned 36 and in the past i've been uh compatible with someone in a way where it meant we were excellent drinking buddies yeah uh compatible with someone in the way where it was like you know i think you place a lot of importance uh, depending on what you didn't get in your last thing versus you know yeah we balance it out a little yeah i feel like i i was at the tail end of my 20s and had just met someone and went oh wow uh, our physical connection is amazing. I don't know, like, if I if I really think hard, I don't know how many times I've had that before. That's really important. And the other elements of, of that relationship weren't there. And, and you know, you have different... Yes. Uh, yeah, yeah. Why does it always feel... Why does it always feel like the people that you have, like, really good physical connection with, like, the kind that's, like, m- like maddening in a fun way, mm-hmm. why does it always feel like those are the people who have no tools? <laughs> <laughs> Like, why does it always feel like there's always like I keep feeling like there's like some sort of weird sick trade off where it's like, well, you can have <laughs> someone who's emotionally intelligent, emotionally mature, has done the work, all this stuff, but you're not going to be attracted to him. <laughs> or it's like you're someone who's super funny, but emotionally like just stunted or whatever it is. It's like I feel like I would like to meet someone with all of the things to some degree or a willingness to grow on them. Well, I, it's, I mean, I think that, that that's you can't just uh it's funny. I have a. I. You're reminding me of a friend who. Um, I think you can apply this to relationships and just casual encounters. Because yeah. I had a friend who uh, told me like just I was kind of on the floor laughing at this story she was telling me, but <laughs> it was basically like fresh out of a relationship, and there was a guy that she that had like always kind of uh, you know been like all up in her business, and and one night she was like, all right, whatever, I'll go home with this guy, and you know, I think the implication when you go home with someone or or arrange to hook up with someone in a casual way you kind of know what you're looking for in terms of the physical encounter and she was like she was like this guy and her face kind of turned she's like he like made love to me it was (laughs) slow and tender and he kept like making eye contact with me a lot of eye contact and like soft kisses and i was laughing so hard because i think that like i (laughs) She's describing like sort of what technically like 
everyone wants to some degree, but maybe not in a casual. Yeah, in a, in a partner for sure. In like in a in a I'm out on the, I, I'm like no. I'm out at a bar. I'm I'm some guy sliding into my DMs. Not like, ideal. Yeah, so I think it's like I think the what you the second part of what you said is like the willingness to like grow and explore and learn. Like I think maybe the stuff that starts like hot and heavy right away. Yeah, and, that, and God, it's physical. Yeah. Uh, and I forget that because m- your brain on love is literally on a drug. Mm-hmm. I forget it. Yeah. But it is so um, it's so crazy. It is like you just totally forget. I, I'm actually reading a book right now called Your Brain on Love. Ooh. It's so interesting. Ooh. It talks all about what happens to our brain and that technically all of us have bad pickers because he's like we're we're picking in order to re- procreate. Mm. So technically you're just picking someone you're attracted to that's um that your brain recognizes as similar. Interesting. But I, yeah. but the like other part of it is like you vet someone so you bring them around your friends, around other people, mm-hmm. see how they behave around men or women, which I'm sure you've done in your relationship. Yeah. And you see how they interact and you see what people say mm-hmm. and you kind of have to vet them. And that's like the second part which is how you then learn if someone's like a good partner for you that's god i mean it's it's so um <sighs> you know what hmm. okay so we the the first mention that i was seeing someone was on our episode with uh uh sh- show favorite amy silverberg i love her a fantastic guest couldn't great love friend, her more a brilliant comedian since since uh since that episode dropped it's actually it's funny because she had a very big day the day that that episode came out yeah. because that episode came out and then um, on the same day she had a Comedy Central uh, yep. a digital stand up set that uh, came out like you know an hour before so ours good. and it's not only so good I was at the taping it was amazing yeah um, it's kind of exploded like crazy amounts of views I don't know if it's like I knock on wood that that something that there's something that will happen uh, through yeah. through that but even if it doesn't. It's like it's you know I click around. It's one of the most viewed. It's oh, one of the people I love are that. Very yeah, she's kind so in the good. Comments. Anyway, that episode like I got uh, a little bit a little bit called out a little for because she said you're single right and I said, and then stumbled because we had uh, uh, my 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 girlfriend and I had been dating. I almost said partner. Who knows? I, I know. I'm in a relationship and we had been seeing each other for such a short amount of time. When yeah, aired, I didn't want to. Say the word girlfriend, but I also didn't want to just like uh, expose that if that was not something she was comfortable with. Yet. It's it very was very smart, it was very soon. But um, also, you got to protect that, you know. Yes, up top. I still feel very protective of it. But I will say that, um, in the terms of the sort of totality of relationships, and you and you you bring up uh, bringing them around your friends. Yeah. You know, so far, it's like a one hundred percent that success rate of people Aww. going whoa <laughs> like yeah nice. exactly uh you know and i have i've i've been kind of surprised before with you know i've brought partners around friends and the response has been uh a bit lukewarm and i go away being like well that person's crazy i can't believe my friend would yeah, say that and then but in they're seeing something yeah um yeah but i find i mean you know this is somebody that uh there was um initial attraction before I, I i really knew them i was able to sort of get to know them slowly 
the joke uh, is that you know she was friends with an, a former roommate of mine who would just absolutely not help me out at all <laughs> anytime they would hang out with her i'd be like hey so uh, what's her deal and they would just be like no oh that's <laughs> so great uh yeah so i you know i i i um no i i did it the old-fashioned way and, and just g- swallowed my pride and said i like you would you like to go on a date and she I said love yes that. so that's how it started how long I, how many months has it been coming up on five if you can believe it damn and that is truly the longest i've been with someone in uh, over in about over three years i think yeah that's like a record you hold the record for both of us at this point um Um, (laughs) but i i that is to say i mean you mentioned you had a brief thing the beginning of the year or or a couple months and then ended the year with a couple thing a couple month long thing i started the year um with a couple of really sort of I, I, I would say disastrous situations and I was getting a little bit discouraged. I mean, yeah. I think you, were, you said, you know, I'm not compatible with these, these dudes. Yeah. Um, I think I had some like early on chemistry and they would start with like, Oh, I really hit it off with this person at a party. I think I had that like twice. Yep. And then one was, Oh, I really hit it off with this person on, twitter and i know that it's i know hey trust me i know (gasps) yeah um but they kind of those situations kind of left me drained and a little bit discouraged and i love how you say discouraged yeah because i mean you know like we if we weren't fairly hopeless romantics we wouldn't have a show about this we wouldn't have a show about how we're bad at this we wouldn't have a show about how we want to get better i'm disgustingly hopeful still isn't that crazy it's not crazy you're i mean but it is discouraging after it like ends as after something ends and you're like dang i was hoping that would be the thing that's how i felt after this one ended of course well you want it you you're rooting for it yeah you're like yes but yeah well i mean you no well, <laughs> let me let me I, I you know, I, w- I would never put words in your mouth, but you uh, you're a pretty sought after person, I would say. Um, Thank you for saying that to our listeners. I mean, I don't <laughs> I think our listeners know a lot of them are seeking after you. <laughs> and um, uh, guys, let me just say, if you're interested in dating TV, just leave an iTunes review. That's maybe a like review a, asking me on a date. Yeah, let's switch it up a bit. Yeah. Leave an iTunes review of our show, Asking Stevie on a Date. Ask me on a date on something you think I would really enjoy doing. Yeah. About, you know, you know a lot about me from my Instagram, from my Twitter, and from this podcast. So leave a very specific ask (laughs) in the reviews. Yeah, the best one will get um, thoughtful consideration and probably uh, rejection. Yep, most likely a no, but who knows? But who knows? Maybe a polite maybe. Maybe. Um, So what I'm saying is... You're a you're a actively sought after person, so I can't feel utterly hopeless. Doing this show with you, I mean, at this point, we've seen each other through. I think probably two, three relationships each. If yeah, we're talking, at least starting this show in 2015. I think that for me, nothing really feels terribly different from my approach to what I'm doing now. Yeah, it just feels like I'm being a little bit more honest, mm. and I think that what comes along with that is it's kind of vulnerable and kind of embarrassing to be in a new serious relationship. And I don't say that without also adding, it's also extremely romantic and a a dream and and I really am enjoying what's happening. But 
the vulnerability of just having to like look at someone and be like, here are my fears, here are my hopes. And then kind of shutting off the part of you that remembers every other relationship you've ever had. I mean, you know, we probably have some listeners to the show that are in their early 20s. I mean, I think when you also maybe some older listeners who are listening to me going, shut up, kid. Like, imagine what it's going to be like 20, 30 years from now. But I just know that my first relationship out here with that when I was 22, easiest thing I've ever gotten into ever. I saw someone I, I've told it before, maybe not on the show. She was uh, performing in a show. She was dressed like a tree playing the violin. And I looked at her and I said, that is a beautiful person who is very talented and I would like to uh, date them. Whoa. And then I did for two years. Do you know that that's like my first relationship, my exact same first relationship story um, when I moved out here when I was also 23? You saw someone perform? I saw someone perform. I looked at him from... I was sitting up really tall. Oh, yeah. And I looked at him and I said, I'm going to make that man fall in love with me. And you did it. And I did it. And yeah. I dated him for three years. Uh, yeah, I dated this one for two years. Isn't that? And getting into it was like, it was just all yeses for yeah. me. Like, it was just like, yep, 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 yep. And I was so 23. into it. Yeah, I was so into it. And today, mm-hmm. it feels like the exact opposite. I feel like I'm constantly having to be like, can we slow this down a bit? Like, mm-hmm. um, like, can we pump the brakes? Like, let's take this one day at a time. You know what I mean? Like it's this thing of like, um, it has with more information. You're like, I don't just want to end up like my goal is not to just end up in a relationship with some dude who's going to last a few years with. I'm like, I would like to get married. Yeah. Could you imagine, can you imagine now at this, at this, uh, you know, later, more mature age, could you imagine, uh, being impressed by someone at a show Mm -hmm. and, Saying I'm gonna make that person fall in love with me, and then seeing it through to completion. Now, never in a million years. Yeah, that is not. Well, first a, of all, you'd have to go see a show. I have to go to some <laughs> sort of improv show, and we know I'm not gonna do that. <laughs> so that takes that out of the out also. Of the also, is there a world where I fall in love with an improviser? Absolutely no. Maybe, probably not again. No, not but again. But a stand-up? Hopefully not. Hopefully those days are behind you too. I, I mean, we both know that I'll end up with a stand-up in some way, just based on my trajectory. But like, let's hope not. You know? Yeah. Let's sure. Hope not. Right. But so, all of this is to say, the impulsivity of youth of you know wanting to move in quicker or move uh, across the country for someone or um you know i i I remember i was in a relationship uh with someone who was a couple years younger than me when i was about to i think i was 29 and they were 25 and we had found a, a dog or someone had found a dog and then we were fostering the dog and it was just not um I lived in a very small apartment. They lived in a small apartment. We had not been dating very long. And the differences we were having is that this person wanted to, uh, you know, change our entire life trajectory to adopt this dog Mm. and kind of called me out for not loving the dog or not being like open to basically it was like if, if it were up to me I would find a way to make it work mm. and uh and I can like it says a lot about you that you're not willing to do that oh. and I at the time thought oh wow you're right yeah I'm, I'm non-committal I'm not, yeah yeah or or I'm just I'm not willing to take a leap yep. and that just that difference of age and also experience where I was like well I'm not sure about you I'm yeah. still not sure about that so I'm not going to be sure about 
signing a lease, getting a, this dog microchipped in both of our, no. na- you know what I mean? I, yeah. And I also feel like what I've learned through age and time and being humbled time and time again is like this thing of like, you don't know people until you really are with them a long time. Right. So it's yeah. hard to be sure of anything until you've gathered enough information. I'm not sure that the people I'm dating are even good people. Do you know what I mean? Like, (laughs) because I don't like at the end of the day, it's like, you're not, you barely have any information on these people. And if we're like looking at it as like, we're detectives trying to gather information, you'd want a few years of information before you feel like you're sure about someone in the past. I would have hoped to God that I could just fall in love with someone immediately and get married in a week and just live forever. And that it makes, and that it just, it starts making sense and unfolding in a way. That's what I would like. That makes I, as a I, twenty-year-old, sure, and as as a as a man in my like middle upper thirties now, wow, um, you know, I I feel like my cutoff time for that sort of like oh, life is long, relationships are long, yeah. you're still figuring stuff out about someone. Like, I think quicker and quicker now, I will go. I mean, I caught myself yeah. earlier this year. I think right before we started recording, and I I think I was like at the tail end of it when we were maybe yep. recording our first episode, but I had a, a situation and that, that I ended it and it felt bizarre. Like it, it, it started so quick and the emotions were so on high and yeah, it quickly, we, I came out of the, the like tailspin and went, Whoa, hold on. What, what? Yeah. Wait, 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 wait. Because I think they were still like, all systems go let's let's do this isn't this great and it just started to like you know things start to sink in things start to like jump out at you things become harder to ignore yeah and that is again not to say that this person is not great they are functionally pretty amazing but just i think the fact that i just didn't feel like this could work for me long term I think the older I get, the more I just can't ignore that anymore. Those instincts. And that's why what I'm, that's why I feel confident in, in what I'm doing now because I feel like I'm with a a wonderful, smart, exciting person who's going to continue to make me feel that way for a long time. And I think if we both stop feeling that way, we'll be able to talk about it and it won't destroy us because I feel like we're both adults and that's not always been the case yeah well and i think with like the more the more experience you have the more you realize like at least for me i used to think there was sort of like a lack i had such a lack mindset that like this is the only person for me right there was only one person for me yeah and i had such a narrow view of what could work for me and who would fulfill that and like today i'm not looking for someone number one to fulfill any of my stuff i'm i'm Mm self-fulfilled but like two I feel like, um, oh my God, what was I even talking about? You used to have a lack mindset. You oh yeah. That. <laughs> wow. That's so weird when you're like, I'm making a point and I can't remember. Um, but today I know that like, there are plenty of people to be in relationships with. There are plenty of people who you probably have a pretty good relationship with, but I'm not looking for like good. I'm looking for something that's like pretty extraordinary and, I feel like I also want to build that with someone and I, you know, speaking to like your thing of like, now we're ending things sooner because we're seeing things sooner. I feel like we're sharper to it now, you know? And so it's like, "Eh, well, if something lasts two months, okay. You know, like that's okay. It means nothing about me. I, I don't, 
I'm not afraid of intimacy. I'm really excited by it. You know, I'm really excited to like be in something, but I am, I do not want to fall in love with someone's potential. Absolutely not. You yeah. Know? And, and, and I, yes, I'm there, there, there were things that I used to experience and I would think like, oh, this is a sign or this is such a cool story, yes. but like the beginning being so cool and you're like, oh, I'll make it work because the beginning story is so great. Yeah. Or, or, or interesting or unique or just like, oh, I can't believe this is happening. Yes. Like, I, I, or, um, you know, earlier this year I, I had been seeing someone and, uh, they were dog sitting and I came over and I, it was already like slightly wonky for other reasons, but, uh, this dog just straight up bit me and made like this puncture wound on my so leg and it insane. turned purple. And uh, she was very nice about it. She wanted to, you know, help me clean up the wound. Or, you know, I, she was. Yeah. It's uh, like a movie moment. Right. And so, and we were laughing about it. And I just, instead of going, wow, this, this must is be it, the thing. I, I said, hmm. This ha- this this will end. This is going to end very soon. Yeah. And then you know, not only was I right, but it got somehow crazier in like the months that followed, and we were you know, we weren't even in contact. It was just like yeah. other weird, you know, uh, too too specific, too weird to go into the details. But yeah, you know, I look at that person, hopefully with compassion, that version of myself from yeah. February and January, and go, oh wow, that wasn't it, but that's okay. Yeah, and there's no, and it's okay. Like something that I have to say to myself and maybe something you guys will have to say to yourself is like, it's okay to keep dating until you find something you actually want to be in. Like, it's okay to wait. It's okay to like be single and not date. It's okay. It's all okay. What, what is like your biggest lesson relationship wise in 2019? (sighs) Biggest lesson. Do you have one locked and loaded for yourself? I don't know if I have one locked and loaded, but. Cause I, I will say. Yeah. Um, I would have let you go first. No, I like that. I think I can, I think I can do it. Uh, I, I feel like this is the lesson that I've had sort of in my back pocket for years. And I'm sure I've also said it at times on this show, but, um, relationships are optional. And I think that's like the scariest thing. I think it can be scary when you're single and I think it can also propel you when you're single Mm -hmm. and I think it can inspire you when you're with someone because Mm. I am with someone now and it's not because I desperately wanted to be with anyone someone I am uh getting older and I want to and I don't want to be alone and I'm so lonely Uh, it's not like oh I want to impress my parents it's not lack mindset again no it's like this is a choice that I'm making and it's because I have uh, I have been seeing someone that really uh, like you've been saying checks your boxes but also is just a good person the kind of person mm. you want to surround yourself with if they mm. were your friends I know a lot of people who are who date people that they would never be friends with in a million years yeah and it's not I used like to do that it's not saying like oh, you should date your friends or your partner's your best friend or I married my best friend. It's more like, why do you live with, share space with, like, ma- why did you procreate with someone you don't that like. you can't stand? The yeah, whole, yeah. It's like, if you don't like the person, I think you have to really like who they are and how yeah. they operate in the world. Yes, you have to be charmed by their, their yep. idiosyncrasies or they will become the things that bug you so much that you... I mean, yes. th- there's like a whole... It's It's a weird, like... 
I think it's a Twitter thing. I think it's a social media thing, but that's sort of begrudging. Uh, there's so many like recently married social media posts of just like, you know, it's work. He drives me crazy. He can't cook. He leaves the toilet seat up. He's bad. You know, he, he, he acts like a kid and our kid is a kid, but you know what? Hey, he's my husband. And you're like, ew, get out of there. Sounds like a nightmare. Sounds like a fucking nightmare. Exactly. Yeah. It sounds like a total absolute bad choice. Exactly. And so why would you like, it's, when people go, oh, we were we we just kind of turned into really uh, pleasant roommates after a while. That's why we broke up. It's like I think you need to be that day one, like at least someone that you'd want to like live with and get along with that you wouldn't mind yeah. invoicing for. Yes. Like, hey, here's your half of the cable yeah, bill. Yeah, I think that's why I'm friends with a lot of my exes today. Mm-hmm. Like a lot of them, I'm like friends with. They're good friends. They're people I really like. Um, the guy I dated earlier in the year were friends and like, I really like him as a human. Oh, good. I don't think I'll be friends with this guy, um, that I just dated. That you just exited from. That I just exited from. Yeah. <laughs> he, he hated the fact that I was funny. Really? Yeah. Like, wait, how? Towards like the end, he would make comments about my humor and being like, he talked a lot about it being a, de- it's a defense mechanism <gasps> and all this stuff. And I was like, uh, yeah, humor's a defense mechanism that's why everyone we know is in comedy and it's our number one asset it's the thing that most people love about us it also makes us fun to be around yeah it's a defense from the harsh realities of life <laughs> yeah it's also like a fun way of operating in the world yeah. you know and i guess i maybe should take it back saying like he didn't hate it but he definitely had complaints about it which i found Probably threatened by it yeah and i found it very um i was like oh i i can't be with someone who doesn't appreciate the thing like you know, my ex took me out like the day after I broke up with this guy, my uh, an ex I'm friends with, <laughs> and we laughed the entire time. Yeah. Like I'm, I love having someone to be funny with. Yeah. That's super important, you know. Oh yeah, I'm, I'm, yes. I, I derailed that a little bit because your answer was relationships are optional. Yeah, relationships are optional, and if you're going to be with someone, uh, it's a choice. Yep, I love that. And that is. That's your 2019 takeaway from relationships. Yes. What's yours? I, it's very similar. It's that love is a practice. Ooh. Like yeah. it's the same idea that like it's a daily practice and you get to choose every day to wake up and operate in a way that you're proud of and you get to operate in a way that like honors the person you're with or the or yourself. Um, but it's a practice and I'm getting a lot of practice doing it. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I, 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 but I genuinely think that's true whether or not, uh, you know, you mean it as a, um, as a, as a joke, whether or not you're using humor as a defense mechanism. I but, sure am. But, <laughs> but I, th- <laughs> and you always do that. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I think that the actual practice, quote unquote, of dating is only, I mean, and this is, I think about it all the time. One of our previous guests, Charlene de Guzman, I think about it constantly. I haven't talked to her in forever, but I, I d- b- weekly, I think about how she, th- anytime I would have a bad situation with, with a person I dated, she would always just say, it's information. You're just gathering information. Yep. It's all information. And I, I find like, I find so much comfort in that. Uh, I find that it's a hundred percent true. Yes. The fact, I think the only reason that I'm, in a, in a what I consider a very successful relationship right now is that I had ones that were ultimately unsuccessful that predated this, especially things this year that really kind of set the tone for the rest of my year where I thought, I, you know, I, I casually saw uh, someone who was not nice to me, who was actively kind of mean yeah. to me and I didn't know it was happening 
uh initially and then like you know a couple days in i was like oh i don't i don't like this at all this isn't supposed to be funny this is just real and it feels bad and so that's why um on our amy episode i i got a little a little lightly roasted for saying that one of my like my, my first descriptor of, of my of my partner is that she was kind uh and and then i listeners i did go i did add that she is very beautiful and smart and funny and, funny and intelligent and wonderful yeah. but being treated after maybe a couple of go go rounds of of not super compassionate uh, uh care or lack of care uh it feels like not just novel but essential and like it's uh, uh you know nourishing me so yeah uh the practice part really resonates with me because yeah. yes a hundred percent i would not have realized that that was so important if i hadn't uh, been deprived of it before yeah uh do you have an overall food lesson that you've learned this year um i don't know if it's a lesson but i've had like quite the food journey this year in terms of like um I went from being vegan to eating meat. Yes. And then I also for the past three months have been on my an elimination diet um, prescribed by my doctor, my allergist. Um, so I've been on and you know me, I don't believe in diets, but when it, yeah. in the name of like health and wellness, Learning about yourself. well, also in like actual health, like, Hey, you're eating things that are really damaging to your body type thing. Um, so I've been on an elimination diet what have you been for three months and, um, I'm at the point now where it's like, I can start adding things in as they're, I'm at like the testing point basically. Um, I'm allergic to 13 foods. Whoa. Uh, yeah. But not gluten. Gluten. Oh, including gluten. Wheat, almonds, like. Was uh, there a hot second where you thought you weren't? I I found out I didn't have celiac. Yes. Okay. So I was like, okay, that's weird. That's why I went to the allergist. I was yes. like, but I must be like allergic in some way or something. And so I'm allergic to wheat, not mm-hmm. gluten. Wheat overall. Yes. Um, and 13 other items, including like olive oil and things like that. So I've been cooking. I mean, for the past three months, I've basically been cooking at home. Um, not what do you eating, cook with? Not eating you, out. Without without olive oil Um, oil. coconut oil or avocado oil or um like a vegan butter that i can have but yeah so that's been my food journey and so basically like something you know it's interesting when when doing an elimination diet all my friends have been like i could never do that like i could never do what you're doing and i realized that like probably my food journey for this year has been like just for today it's just for today yeah like you can do anything just for today you know? And so for me, it's like with that, it's like including eating meat and like, you know, also backing off that a little bit. Like I don't necessarily need as much and, you know, being flexible with it, but it's just for today. Mm-hmm. Um, Dave, what about you? What's your 2019 food lesson? My 2019 food lesson, I think is a little bit, um, expanded to health, just like yours sort of is expanded to health and not just food. Um, I've started to like again, you know, uh, shout out to our iffy episode, but I, I've started to exercise more. But again, I um, went home for Thanksgiving and have not exercised since going home. And that's okay. It's well, again, you know, maybe I should say, maybe I should say that my food lesson is it's okay. Oh, I love that. <laughs> uh, it's uh, okay. Spo- uh, uh, <laughs> you know, because only because you said that, but I, I don't know okay. what I would have called it if not. But because for me, I am learning that I'm very hard on myself. Um, I have this 
weird, maybe not weird, but I do have this kind of prevailing thought that is just, what if I looked like blah? What if I felt like, mm-hmm. like what if I looked like blank over what yeah. if I felt like blank? Ooh, so interesting. Me, I will make sort of impulsive food decisions if I am running low on groceries in my house because my work schedule means I eat lunch at at, uh, at work all the time, but um, breakfast is sort of up in the air. But, oh, there's a place at work where I can get like a couple of hard-boiled eggs. Yeah. But I could also get oatmeal and put brown sugar in it, but that's bad because like oatmeal is bad because oatmeal is... This is uh, like every a, person's dialogue, by the way, in their head. I know. It's so... Um, so when people do have an elimination diet or a style of eating or, or a restriction, uh, I find myself sort of like fascinated and like maybe jealous and maybe jealous is the wrong word, but uh, it's okay is very, I think it's also just, I love I've that. been observed eating by somebody I'm close to now for a couple months and it's very, you know, I feel like I'm, I'm seen because Aww. for me, um, it's only good when I'm uh, uh, kind of plainly cooking chicken and eating a lot of spinach and, you know, I'm snacking on almonds. And honestly, for me, it's just not that realistic that that's all I eat. It's also not fun to eat that stuff. Like for me, I'm like, I don't enjoy food if I'm just eating that stuff. I also don't enjoy that. And so when, you know, it's bad to eat bread and I eat bread with gluten and gluten's makes you puffed up and so does pizza it's like i can either just wash that out of my mind and go for you like stealing from you just for today yeah i am going to split a pizza with this person that i like because i ate a reasonable breakfast and i haven't eaten several hours but i think i i need to be nicer to myself this and then this is also this is uh not (laughs) this is not nice to other people but i sort of had this revelation because i was i've been going to the gym when i've been going like three four times a week and feeling good but at my most um at my most active i would start seeing the same people over and over and there's a couple people at my gym who are in the most amazing shape i've ever seen yeah and they are not attractive (laughs) Oh, interesting. <laughs> and I and look, <gasps> listeners, I feel bad sharing this because it is I think fully just a mean thing to say, but it I think it I can s- twist it to be a positive in in my brain because it's like you can do you, the thing. You, you can, can do make it your all. body do the thing. You can get the lines in your yeah, hips and doesn't the abs make and you the, No, it it's you're still the same you 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 don't you can't, you can't get abs in your brain. Oh my god. You know god. what? That's my 2019 food lesson. You can't get abs in your brain. This is who I am. People like me for me. If I suddenly got like unbelievably ripped, if I if I Chris Pratted myself, who by the way, like isn't uh isn't a shining example of like an amazing no, person Chris to be. Chris Pratt un un um shines himself all the time too, right? You it's not maintainable. No. Yeah. You can't get abs in your brain. Yeah. Um I love that. I think that's really, it's also like, um, it's also such a good reminder too, in terms of like dating, right? It's like, we, we have a lot to offer. Mm -hmm. Like we're funny. We're smart. We love our jobs. We're like self starters. We're fun to be around, blah, 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 blah. We have good perspective. We're Mm -hmm. very hopeful. All these things, right? Like 
most people are like a few of those things or something, you know? And so I always remember it like that when I'm dating someone and I'm like, oh God, what if this person doesn't like me forever? I'm like, I have so much to offer. Like you, they might find someone hotter, but I'll always be funnier than that hot girl. Yeah. That's like how I always, I, I mean, I look at it the same way. Like even in auditioning, I'm like, she might be really hot, but I'm funny, bitch. Yes. And also, I mean, I <laughs> also there are a lot of funny women out there, obviously. There's tons, but I do think that there is, I when, when we place all of this importance on physicality and you know look instead of feel yeah yes, yes. and living in los angeles doesn't help uh, no because the value that's placed on the external is truly bonkers yeah it's and dumb it's seeped into my brain in a way where like you know no offense to my beautiful home state of massachusetts but i just went back home and was like you know fully not allowing myself to feel okay and fully not realizing that uh, you can't have abs in your brain. Um, <laughs> but I went home and was like, oh, I'm a, I'm a model. I'm a hot guy. <laughs> I'm a handsome dude. Yeah, you go to any other place besides LA or New York and you're like, wait a second, am I a hot person? And then in LA, you're like, I literally feel like like the average girl next door in LA. Do you know what I mean? Which is like, right. Which is untrue, but it's, it's, yeah. it feels true in terms of like what I audition for, you know, yeah. things like that, where you're like, you lose track and then you're like, wait a second. I have a ton to offer. Yes. Let me give it to you. Yes. And, um, and it's, it is. Yeah. It's hard. It's hard. Youth, youth too. Youth. I, also, like, I don't youth. Woof, woof. I don't need it. No, I'm good. Yeah. I feel so much better being like I'm 34 and I feel great. I'm get, I, I, I think I'm getting I feel there. great. I'm getting there. Dave, I have another question for Please. you. Um, what was your favorite? Do you have a favorite meal this year? Favorite meal this year. Ooh. Um, and if you can't remember it, you can also say your favorite date this year. Ooh, I have. I, well, I definitely have a favorite date this year, but okay. my favorite meal this year i go to a lot of the same restaurants uh you know what i'm just gonna say it because it's because it's i think it's nice uh there is a place that i feel like i've shouted out on this podcast before but it's like a regional it's it's i learned that it's called bar pizza because they're small mm. like individual pizzas and if you look it up it's uh th literally there is a man who i think it was like a national Enquirer article but there's like a man in florida who like once a year or twice a year drives from Florida to Massachusetts to buy like something like 100 frozen pizzas from this place. Um, but it's called uh, town spa and it's a uh, town over from where I grew up in Massachusetts. And my parents and I went there when I was home last week. Uh, mm. And it was like a day or two after Thanksgiving. And we just got like a regular pizza. order. They're small pizzas and we shared Cute. them. And, we got a Greek salad that my my mom always likes, and uh, it's just you know I've I I eat really well here, and I'm a little bit spoiled, and restaurants here are great, and I'm learning to cook on my own, and it's going well, but like there's no substitute for that food you grew up with. Hmm, I love that. What about you? Same, honestly, almost same answer. My favorite meal this year was um, walking with my parents to go get pizza, <gasps> and we went and ate pizza um, in my neighborhood, and. I think why it was so special is it just felt I felt like I would always remember it. Like I had this moment of being like, I'm always going to remember them like sitting across from me eating pizza with me. And yeah. it felt really special and sort of like sentimental, like oddly sentimental. Like I remember being like, well, I'm actually like present for this and yeah. and not um, not like mom, dad. Like I'm not like I was like an equal and yeah. it felt really, really special. 
It was really sweet. Oh, that's nice. And then nice. we walked home. It was so yeah, sweet. Yeah, similar stories. I know. It's really nice. Um, I have um Favorite date? Yeah, yeah. I, I, I just, I, I would like to ask you the same, but I, I, I wouldn't have need, needed to answer both if I didn't think I had a good answer for both. Yeah, I want to hear both. My, my uh, first date with uh, my partner woof, Ooh, girlfriend woof. You i know, think girlfriend's cuter than partner partner's right. um rough for me in terms of <laughs> like partner feels like um unnecessarily politically correct yeah yeah you know you're and right. a little bit like uh gwyneth paltrowy you know Ooh, sure okay too goopy okay good and if, use, my... and if you use partner fine because <laughs> <laughs> you know what Life's hard and whatever makes you feel okay. Yeah, great. if partner works for you, great. But also, you're right. There's a reason why partner feels a little bit weird to say. Yep. Uh, the first date was I had, you know, had this this great sort of like come to Jesus. Like this is a perfect opportunity to ask this person out. Moment. She said yes. That was on a Friday. That Monday, I got uh, surgery on my hand to to have this thing corrected. We we talked about it, I think, yep. on our Noel episode. But I um, I didn't realize sort of how involved it was going to be. I basically asked her out, and I said, "Hey, on Monday, I'm getting this thing, but I'll be like in and out and like whatever." And I woke up and had this like, I think I had ten stitches in my finger, and it was like wrapped in this stuff and then it was in this cast and the cast was wrapped with uh, it wasn't casual at all it was not i had no i thought i li- when you were talking about it casually i was like he's gonna be shocked at how much of a surgery this actually is <laughs> it was a major it was a major surgery uh and and so lo and behold i'm recovering on while i'm how ha- so i'm house sitting for my friends for like 10 days yeah while i'm recovering watering their plants uh can't like put on anything more than a t-shirt because uh you know they can't get the sleeves through this giant massive like expanded instant forming cast thing and i but i still had plans to hang out with her and i said like i i hope this is like okay i'm sort of like in and out of being on painkillers would you like to come over they have like a i mean i'm house sitting in a very nice large place they have a sort of beautiful ornate um reclaimed wood long dining room table with great lighting would you like to come and we can like listen to music and just sort of talk and oh, she nice. came over and it was like having a drink with someone in a restaurant uh, or a, or a cool bar but it was just like my friend's beautifully decorated apartment and uh, and we talked for yeah like three hours, mm. and it was really just uh, excellent because it it let me know like yeah all the things I had already Aww. suspected. She's hilarious. She's wonderful. She looks amazing, uh, and she's putting up with the fact that I'm like you know she looked incredible, and I was wearing like a ratty plaid shirt that I could like that the sleeves were wide enough. Yeah, that I could so roll you get up your hand thing. through. Um, oh, that's sweet. Yeah, that's a nice first date. Yeah. How about you? I love that. Um, my. My favorite first date or my favorite date this year was also a first date and it was in January. Um, I had been talking to this guy for like a, over two months, basically. Mm-hmm. Like through we met through Twitter. We've oh. been talking for a few months. We got along really well. We would have phone calls. We'd have text messages. Like it was this really big buildup. Mm-hmm. And our first date was like in, it was like daytime. It was like the only time I could fit in because it was also pilot season. And um, daytime in a bar and... Uh, we, I sat, I was sitting there and then he walked through the door. So this is the first time I'm meeting this uh-huh. person in person. Cause he doesn't even live in this country. And oh. so he walks through the door and then sits down and we like, 
it was so magnetic and so sweet. Like we couldn't imagine that sort of like buildup of like, I know everything about this person, you know? Yeah. And like, we couldn't stop touching like each other in like, we would touch each other's hands or like legs. And then he just leaned over and kissed me. Like it was like this incredible sort of where was, first where was meeting. It? Um, I forget what the place is called. It's on Glenda Boulevard in Echo Park. It's like, it was like a coffee place or a, a restaurant? bar. It's like a restaurant bar. I don't remember the name of it. Um, but it just was such mm-hmm. a, it was like such a special first date. Yeah. It sounds great. And like, will always be in my mind as like, what a like incredible yeah. m- meeting. We're still really good friends today. You still talk even though you're not in the same, is, does yeah. he still not live in this country? Yeah. He still doesn't live here and I'll still like call him and we'll talk for two hours. Wow. We're, isn't that cool? We're like good friends. God, I, well, I love that. I know me too. Um, the internet sometimes is pretty cool, huh? I think it's really cool. I I've met it's gotten people. Me so much trouble. <laughs> me too. It's got me in trouble, and it's and it sometimes hurts my feelings. But most of the time, it introduces me to people I would never meet, mm-hmm. and people I want to meet that I would never meet. So yeah. it's, it feels very special. Um, for the wrap up of this episode oh. of you know and wrapping up the year. Mm-hmm. So for next year for twenty twenty. Do you have any food relationship goals? Is there anything you'd like to go into 2020 being like, I'd like this to be my motto or any sort of thing that you're looking to adjust, change, keep doing in 2020? Mm. Um, interesting. Well, when I'm at my best, like I think my best instincts are usually correct. You know, I think I'm good at, you know, my worst instincts where I say like, Screw it. It doesn't matter. I'm going to eat pizza nine days in a row. Mm -hmm. That's bad. Other end of the spectrum is all you eat is vegetables and chicken. And if you have a piece of bread with your salad, ooh, you're a little piece of shit. (laughs) Uh, You little worm. (laughs) Like a weird kind of deprivation kind of like I have to be in a weird BDSM relationship with myself. Uh, It's extreme. It's all very extreme. It's all so extreme. And it never pans out. It's not like I've ever walked in and you've been like, oh, my God look at your abs you look amazing like it's like it never i always yeah, we always kind of look the same so it's like yeah. at the end of the day it's like i mean you look great at, like you I look really good. great and it's like one of those you things too. where it's like it's just slight differences do you know what i mean so it's like yeah. it's like might as well feel good yes so so oh might as well feel good i just keep stealing stuff from you uh <laughs> no i think a goal for next year is just to kind of um for example, right now, it's like the honeymoon phase of a relationship. I would like to my relationship and food goals are locked together where I feel like in the past I've had a really amazing start and then like a trickle out or like yes. a weird start and then a consistent middle Spike six and months. Weird yeah, stuff yeah. happening. I would like to settle in comfortably past the honeymoon phase. of yeah. Oh, my God. I can't. All I want to do is lock myself in a in a in a room and like. Uh, you know, eat food and and hang out and watch things. And, yeah, and just like talk and learn everything about you. And that doesn't um that can throw you off your if you have like a schedule Ugh. or whatever. But yeah. But at the same time, I don't really have one. So I I feel like my goal is to level out into just this is what life is. Life is eating uh what I want and having what I want be a little bit more responsible, treating my body responsibly, where I don't have to if I work out four times a week that's great three times a week that's great and i won't beat myself up if it's two but it should never be none 
I and, love that. Uh, more and, gray area. Yeah, a little bit more. F- I would say a little bit more flexibility mm. uh, and a little bit more leeway, but still being responsible with myself. I love that. How more flexibility you? for 2020. Yeah. Um, I think mine for both, for food and for relationships, mm-hmm. is just going to be to keep following my joy. Like Ooh. to keep sort of like um, doing what feels good. You know, checking in with what feels good, following the things that make me feel good, that lift me up, that make me, um, you know, being surrounding myself with people in friendship and relationship that make me feel good. Yeah. You know, and so it's just like just continuing to follow that Um, and no real aim or goals. Like I don't care about losing weight. I don't care about getting into a relationship necessarily. I just want the relationships and um I guess that's not true. I would actually like to take that back. I do care about getting in a relationship. I would love to be in a relationship. Um, And I would love to have a partner who I see as an equal and who makes me laugh a ton. Um, So I do care about that, but I care that it makes me feel good. Yeah, that's great. Especially because it seems like you've had the experiences, obviously throughout our entire lives, but you've had the experience this year that can maybe kind of lead you into next year where you say this is what I got this is maybe more what I want if I'm thinking about it yeah yeah I sort of adjust I amended my list a little bit too like um after my last relationship ended and like this person was a great good person like you know what I mean like this person had a lot of qualities that initially I was like oh I really like all those things um but there were things that I needed to amend that I didn't that you don't really I think without practice without dating practice you don't really even know you want until you see the thing you don't want. And then you're yeah. like, Oh, I don't want that. Like, yeah. you know, or whatever. But, um, yeah. So I mended the list. I have this nice shiny new <laughs> list that I'm going to use as a compass and hopefully, um, you know, meet someone, uh, this in 2020. But I, list or not, I, mean, I, know, I would hope that this would be on the list, but the, the thing that you said about just what you're in feeling good. Yeah. Like I, I would, not even to challenge the list, but I just wonder, are you open to meeting someone who sort of surprises you by yes. consistently making you feel the way you want to feel? Yeah. And there could be some outliers where you go, oh, I never thought that I would yes. like someone who is a skateboarder. <laughs> Oh no! I look. I don't want the skate skate community to come after me. But don't date a skateboarder. If you're getting away from stand-ups, imagine if I stopped dating stand-ups in order to date skateboarders. Yeah. Dark turn. Wow. Okay. Well, that's a that's maybe a goal. Uh, <laughs> but yeah. we'll see. Yeah. No. But yes. Um. What you said though. Yes. Hardcore. I'm <laughs> so open to someone just like surprising the shit out of me and yeah. me being like I had no idea, like. I don't think we know what the person we're going to marry or date is going to look like or feel like, but I think I know that I'll feel it when I find it in Mm -hmm. terms of feeling good. I do have to say though, I've been wrong a bunch. So Mm -hmm. (laughs) (laughs) I I definitely like met people and been like, I'm going to marry this person. And then a month later been like, I could never live with this person, you know? And so it's, and I get it. So yeah, Uh, maybe some, Maybe for a 2020 less sweeping um, 
announcements about how I feel about people and more feeling good around people. And more checking in with yourself. Yeah, checking in, making sure I actually feel good, making sure everything is actually in alignment. (laughs) (laughs) Dave, this um, year has been so fun with you, and I'm so glad we're doing the podcast again. And I know you guys are probably sick of us saying, like, we're doing it again. But, like, what a fun thing to bring something back from the dead. Yeah, it's really, uh, it's felt... um, Honestly, there was a lot of inconsistency with my ear and it was fun to just plan. I mean, you know, look, we we can't stress this enough. We are neighbors like this is not yeah. this is not the hardest. We're not flying from New York to L.A. type of stuff. We're not Skyping. We're not. Yeah, we're not. We're not. We, but, but it does take a lot of effort and like, you know, time and. Yeah, it's consideration. The, the fact that the, you know, whatever it's energy and obviously we're not uh you know we wouldn't be begging you guys for reviews which you know ain't too proud but it is begging uh (laughs) if we were you know some corporatized behemoth podcast with Mm. nine billion uh subscribers but i think the fact that we do it because we like doing it and because the response has been nice and because it feels like we've been having really nice good conversations with interesting people uh you know I would take uh I would take that over over um what is it? I don't know. Uh all the all apps. the mattress dollars in the world. <laughs> over apps. <laughs> over yeah. Um but uh but yeah, I'm 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 really glad we're doing this and that we've made time for it and I'm glad we're going to keep doing it and I think there's maybe some fun surprises in store for next year mm-hmm. and we're going to keep uh we'll keep at it. We're going to keep at it. If you guys have any suggestions or feedback we've gotten some interesting emails i just want to say really quick i'm sorry uh that we have not read some of your emails on the podcast some of them have been um extremely long some of them have been uh too weird (laughs) (laughs) no offense no offense we love them but some of them have been a little strange yeah we're still trying to read them we're still trying to figure it out obviously this is not you know an advice podcast uh there are very specific advice podcasts that people could call Um, you don't want our advice yeah it seems like you don't want our advice but if you change your mind uh as always we've you know at at no cost to us we have set up a (laughs) hotline um i you know what stevie i'm gonna i feel like i've we've both been pretty vulnerable on this podcast yeah i'm gonna be vulnerable with our audience right now what are you gonna say we um <laughs> have not received one phone a call. single phone call. <laughs> Nobody has called us. Uh I we are our, our network, would... Campfire Media, who by the way are a fantastic network to be on and have been very they supportive. Love us. Um they've let us know people are uh listening. Guys, so why we aren't have you calling <laughs> why are you calling? We guys call us. We will seriously play your voicemail. <laughs> On our podcast, call us. We and have attracted a spot. We're gonna have a sponsor next year. We're gonna have all sorts of things next year in store for you. So call us <laughs> and let us know what you think. Because first of all, it's so funny to call. And if you guys had a hotline, I'd call you. Yeah, and you know, I, I no no hard and fast rules, but I think if we get through, mm, let's say, all the episodes we currently have banked without getting a call, maybe we'll just stop advertising it who knows we never will we never will okay we're, we're gonna, gonna stay keep on going it. no matter what it's just interesting i mean 
is it that you're afraid to be vulnerable with us? Is it that you just don't have anything to say and you like is to engage with us in a one, sort of a one-sided yeah, way? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or could it be that our phone number has um, no rhythm to it? Like, could it be that our phone number is too many random numbers instead oh, sure. of instead of something else? You know, like we have it's a real variety of numbers. <laughs> give it, a, <laughs> give it a dial. Yeah, uh, here. Well, now I mean. It, I'll try to see if I can give it a little like. Yeah, give it ooh. a little pizzazz. <clears throat> give us a call at two one three four five eight five two three six. How does that sound? Two one three four five eight five two three six. I get why people aren't calling. That number that is so terrible. confusing. Okay, let me try. Let me okay, try. Okay, you try. Okay, one. okay. Um, uh, give us a ring. Two one three four five eight five two three six. Oh no! It's, our phone number sucks. I think the problem is our phone number is too hard. Okay, so <laughs> so our phone number is too difficult. You know, a big lesson in twenty nineteen is a phone number should have some repeating numbers, like of some kind. Um, well, we've got a, we've got two twos and two threes. Okay, so maybe you can remember it by that, guys. We have two twos, two threes. Call us. <laughs> two, two one, one three, three four, four five eight. eight. Five, five two, two three six two one three four five oh, wow. five two three six. Yeah, wow. It's this a sucks. real it's a bad phone number. Well and you can always email us at iburnEverythingpod at gmail.com. Which is an elegant email address. It's beautiful and it's easy to say. It's just the name of the show and then pod. pod. It's P-O-D. the name of the podcast and then the first half of the word. Which podcast. you guys know because you're geniuses. Yeah. And um I would like to say this as our last episode in twenty nineteen. I would like to say thank you guys for listening. Thank you, Dave, for being an incredible co-host and friend. Same. Um, and uh, we're really looking forward to launching into the new year with more episodes for you guys. And um, a lot, you know, I'll have a lot more new boyfriends. <laughs> <laughs> um, Steve, for yep. old time's sake, yep. would you like to pick one of the five questions? I would love to. Number two. you two. have them? Oh, number th- Wow. I don't remember what they are. <laughs> you do or you don't? I have no idea. Oh, Okay, well, number two, tell me your current celebrity crush. Current celebrity crush. Oh, wow. What a question. Mm -hmm. You know, my instinct is like name someone that I could potentially date. (laughs) Yeah. But if this person hears it, then he'll be like, oh, my God, I've always wanted to date a podcaster. Or, or, you know what? This is Los Angeles. We have Los Angeles listeners. My gears are turning now. Hold on. So let's say you say the name of your crush. It's someone who is local or even isn't, but is attainable, is single. Yeah. We have a listener who's, let's say, I don't know, a um, a set PA on, uh, on a TV show. They're friends with the costume designer on that show. That costume designer uh, has worked on a movie that Mm. that the person you're talking about has Mm. been in. So you're like three degrees away and word of mouth gets out. Dang, I'm so close. That person gets shown a picture of you on their phone like these things go. Yeah. They go, ooh, okay. Next thing you know, someone's sliding into your Instagram DMs and it's a verified blue check celebrity person. (gasps) Okay. I know that's a lot of pressure, but I'm just saying stranger things have happened. You're so right. And here's the thing. Here's the bummer. My answer is a married man. Oh. So. Well, give it to me. Still Ewan McGregor. (sighs) I couldn't love him more. Wow. I love him. He's a good husband to his wife. They ride motorcycles together. Like. Who's he married to? I don't know. Just a lady who rides motorcycles. A lucky woman. And 
Um, he's all he's been my celebrity crush for about ten years now, and still what going strong. It? Uh, probably Moulin Rouge. <laughs> 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 but what really, really nailed the co- like what is the saying? The nail in the coffin. Oh, I like the idea of me not knowing English like idioms and <laughs> what really nailed the coffin shut. <laughs> no, that's also correct. That feels so wrong. Um, was beginners. He's so wonderful in beginners, and I just wanted to kiss away his sadness. Yeah, and I, you know what? You have the same hair color as Melanie Laurent, <gasps> don't Blond- you? Is it? Is she blonde? And what a color is Doesn't my she hair? Have like darker, like light, light. Light brown hair, but somewhere in the I don't know. I Am think I her wrong? hair is pretty blonde, like very blonde in that movie. But it's I think super in real, blonde in but I think in real bastard. life she has like a warm sort of. I'm gonna look this tone. up. If I'm wrong, maybe that you just maybe you just exude a sort of you and McGregor uh, uh, potential dating partner esque energy. Oh, thank you so much for saying that, You're Dave. Um, five questions. What would you like to pick one through five? I think I just would like to talk about my. Uh, current celebrity crush. Number two, then. Um, Who is it? Well, I have just completed watching the seven-part HBO miniseries Mrs. Fletcher. Okay. Starring um, the extremely talented Catherine Hahn. Mm. And, you know, she's playing... You know, the character she's playing isn't perfect. Okay. Um, but... You know, just seeing her through a bunch of projects. Uh, seeing her through a bunch of projects. Okay. Just see, you know, I first saw her in, I think a lot of people first saw her in Step Brothers. She plays a really super, super demented, bizarre, uh, funny character in Step oh, Brothers. Yeah. She's she hits funny. on John C. Riley in a bathroom and then hikes up her skirt and pees into a urinal. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. She's very funny. She's unbelievably funny and she's very. Um, vulnerable in mrs fletcher it's a very special performance i think oh i love that um, and i really do uh like her and i think she's married with kids and i'm also uh not available so even if she heard this and was interested and you couldn't Catherine. sorry and, and but you know what though in in this day and age it's the, the age difference isn't that staggering no she's it's not that much older than me and even yeah. if she was you know, this is Hollywood. Yeah, and any age difference is fine in Hollywood. I mean, Dennis Quaid is 69, and he just married a 25-year-old. Yeah, and they have so much in common. They have so much in common. <laughs> they probably both have new teeth. <laughs> she just got her adult teeth in. <laughs> <laughs> and he just got caps. Oh, shit. Uh, well, we're, we're being a couple little bitches we're at the end just, of this podcast. Sometimes when we talk too long, we just turn into mean little bitches. All right, one last time, guys. IburnEverythingPod at gmail.com. 213-458-5236 is our hotline number. That will do it for this year, but uh we have more episodes in in the in the bank yep. and they'll 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 keep coming out weekly until yeah. um uh one of us loses our minds and yep. has to go to a cabin in the woods or you know uh somewhere tropical mm-hmm. or you know something crazy is going to happen but probably not until like 2023. Yeah, we'll uh we'll keep going until then. Thanks for listening. Thanks to Campfire Media for being an amazing uh, yeah. uh, podcast hub. Thanks um, for a great year. Merry Christmas. Happy Hanukkah. Happy winter solstice. Happy uh, being back home with your family and maybe like f- ooh, finding an old pair of pajama pants that are <gasps> still there in your childhood bedroom and they still oh, fit and they're really comfortable. Yes. Um, happy that. Happy that and happy this. Happy New Year. Goodbye. Thank you.
Have you ever encountered an unexplained hairy bipedal hominid in the woods? Have you received telepathic messages from an unidentified aerial phenomenon? If so, then you need to listen to Bigfoot Collectors Club. I'm Michael McMillan. And I'm Bryce Johnson. And together with super producer... Riley Bray. We make up the Bigfoot Collectors Club. That's right. Every week we talk to actors, comedians, writers, and paranormal experts about their personal paranormal histories and share stories of high strangeness. Like the time when we talked to Craig Ferguson about the Loch Ness Monster and when a sea witch told him he had raven magic. Or the time I asked Pitch Perfect's Anna Camp her opinion on cattle mutilations. Past guests have included Rachel Bloom, Jen Kirkman, Paul F. Tompkins, Bobcat Goldthwait, and more. So if you've ever been abducted alongside five reindeer by an alien with grills for hands, or witnessed Bigfoot crawl out of an interdimensional portal, don't laugh, happens all the time. Then check out Bigfoot Collectors Club on Campfire Media or wherever you get your podcasts. Bigfoot Bigfoot Collectors Collectors Club, you're here to believe believe us. Wait, is that how it goes? Campfire.